Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Real Talk with the Old Heads. We here for another week of connection, conversation, and engagement around sports, culture, and you know what time it is. Tonight, it's your boy, Life Coach Lace, with Coach Jones, Coach Rick, and Mel B, a.k.a. Downtown Melvin Brown. We in the building tonight, so we're going <laughs> to kick this thing off right. So, Coach Jones, since you're back with us this week, man, let's kick off the NFL conversation. How you feel about this week in review, man? What was your, your, your game of the week, and what team jumped out at you? Uh, I'm going to say that I like the Bengals, man. Like, I just mm. think that – I just think, you know, besides my boys, like, Baker went down, the Steelers, they they are – they might have a legitimate shot at, you know, winning that division. So, just seeing them – I know it was the Lions, but <clears throat> just seeing them string, string a couple of wins together and have – you know, start out pretty good. I was just kind of impressed with them, man. Now, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Going on to you, Coach Rick, who was your winner of the week, man? What was the, what game of the week jumped out at you, bro? I'm going to go with Minnesota. Beating mm. Carolina. Yeah, that was a big game. That was, that was a good game right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was, was a real good game. game. That yeah. was a real Carolina fumbled game. the bag on that one. Yeah. Two weeks in a row at home. Yeah. Definitely now that's big. That's that. big. That's big. Who? Uh, what about you, downtown Melvin Brown? Who was your? What was your game of the week? What jumped out at you? Uh, game of the week for me. I'm gonna go with the Titans and the Bills. I feel like mm. the Titans got a gutsy win on Sunday. Uh, I was kind of impressed. I was actually shocked. I thought the Bills was gonna smack them around. Um, so for them to come out and get the win, you know, that stood out to me. Well, we'll come back to that because I, I got a question about the coach's call at the end of the game. Yep. Oh, but yeah. um, but I do believe for me, I'm gonna agree with everything that you boys stated off rip. But I think that the biggest game of the week was the Jags win. I ain't gonna hold you that early game in London, man. I, hey, it, it's good to see. It's good to see Coach get his first win um, in the league. But I I stand by what I stated. He should not be a head coach in the NFL football uh, <laughs> league. But you know what I mean. They they got their win. Uh, Miami looks terrible. So we we all can agree to that. Uh, but I do, I, I did like to see um, the young boy um, at quarterback Lawrence get his win as well as uh, Urban Meyer get their first win in the league. But back to your game, um, Mel B, how you feel about that call at the end of the game? Should they have just kicked the field goal or you thought that was a, an aggressive call from the coach's lens on Monday night? I mean, it was definitely an aggressive call, uh, but I, li- I was going to list a bit the Bills as my loser for the week um, because I definitely felt like that was a terrible call at the end of the game. Uh, definitely mismanaged the last few seconds. Should have just kicked the field goal um, and went into overtime. I feel like they, at that point, just showed very little trust in their defense. You know, maybe feeling mm-hmm. like if they didn't win the win the toss or um, <clears throat> to start overtime, they was gonna have to rely on their defense to win the game. So I feel like they showed distrust in their defense. They got a pretty solid one. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like they should have just took the field goal, especially with the game on the line, divisional, not really divisional, but conference game. Right. Right. Now, when you play. Like- when you playing Derrick Henry, it's hard to tackle him for four quarters. They don't want that. Man, listen. <laughs> listen, Jack. Hey, hey. I saw mm. one play when um he was one on one um against Hyde in the secondary, and Hyde. I saw him pray before he tried to hit that yeah. man. Legit, he sent one yeah. up for real. Yeah, they said that. They said he was like twenty one miles an hour running. What are you rolling, man? Rolling. <laughs> what is? What are you? What like? No. And the thing is, I mean, now in the league, you know, ain't nobody tackling for real, for real anyway. But you catch one of them knees to the to your corner pocket up here, man, you're done for. 
Yeah. Done for for real. But yeah, Co- Coach Rick, Coach Rick, how you feel about the call? You you got the game on the line. What you calling? Since you a legendary coach, coach in the city, what you calling, man? I didn't see the I didn't see the exact play. Okay, got you, got you. So what happened was the Bills went forward on fourth and one. They were what about at the eight six, eight yard line, fourth and one, um, yep. and a quarterback for the Bills slipped, and yep. they turned the ball over in the game. So do you think that that was a very from what I described, do you think that was a let's win it all now, or should we? They were down by three, could have tied the game and went into overtime. So, do you play to win, or do you play to kind of uh, save the game? I would have played to win. Mm. Like I said, I, I feel like if he wouldn't have slipped, he probably would have got the first game. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Nah, that's what it is. Josh Allen was six six. Um, yeah, he's falling. Like I like I, I I would make that call. Like I, I think the call was correct. I just, you know, they didn't execute. The execution, right. I feel yeah. it. I feel it. Uh um, McDermott thought he had Lamar Allen back there. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> he, t- he thought he was <laughs> he thought he was gonna hardball the situation. He said, I seen this work last week. I'm gonna try it for myself this week, see yeah. what happens. Uh, I feel it. I feel it. So going back to you, uh, Coach Jones, who was the loser of the week in the NFL, man? Who do you got as the biggest loser of the week? The Bears, man. They're bums. Like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, like like he said, like he told him, he said, I, I own, own you. Own you. <laughs> I own you. But the Bears did call him out, though, so I ain't even mad. Like, like, and it's just, like, that, that whole coaching staff got to go, man. Like, it, they – like they done, they done destroyed Trubisky. Now, if, if somebody don't come in there, Justin Fields gonna be coaching high school somewhere in the couple. Of years. <laughs> they, they, gonna, they gonna ruin that kid, man. Like, like they, 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 either the quarterback coach or the head coach or whoever. Like they just, they don't have a clue about NFL offense. Like, nah, I feel man. it. I feel it. I feel it. And what you got about all you, Coach that- Rick? Who, who you got as the loser of the week, man? The Chargers. Mm. Yeah. I just feel like mm. they, they didn't get off the bus, the plane, whatever it is. Like they didn't, they didn't show up. And I thought they was one of the better teams in the AFC, and the Ravens went in there and controlled it from start to finish. So, do you think, with, with that being said, do you think the Ravens are back in the sense of you know, beginning of the year, everybody was saying Lamar don't have it, he can't throw the pill around. They lost to my boys week one. And now they on a roll. So how do you how do you feel as though are the Ravens that good or are the Chargers just not what we thought what we what they what we thought they were? I just think the Chargers just had a bad day. I'm mm. not gonna put too much into that game. And the Ravens without a consistent run game, I'm not really sold on them yet. Not saying they're not good or anything, but until we see a consistent run game, they got like 12 running backs. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I gotta see a little bit more from the Ravens. Though they, they look good, don't get me wrong, but I want to see a little bit more from them. I feel that. I feel that. What about you, Mel B? Who who was your overall loser of the week? I'm still going with the Bills. The Bills, my loser of the week. You know, uh, game on the line, especially with them being a favorite going into the game. You know, I know y'all are saying play to win, but I feel like that was a you know, a risky call, and they probably could have fared better because they, they didn't have no problem moving the ball. So had they won the toss, they probably could have drove right downfield, you know, like they had been doing. You got Diggs, 
that a lot of talent that you could have moved the ball with down the field. I, I just feel like, you know, they didn't have to do that. And that loss could potentially, you know, affect their placing towards the end of the season, you know, no, what, in terms that's of seeding and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's real. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go a different route. I, I, I agree with everything that you all have, have stated as far as the losers of the week, but I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a little, a little wrench in this thing. Uh, and I'm going to say the loser of the week was um, the Dolphins, for real. The Dolphins could have won that game. That, that I mean, it was just a terrible game all around, but the Dolphins definitely gave that thing up. Um, and, and I say that to say this. I don't know too, if Tua uh, Tungavaloa is the, is, the, is the guy for the Dolphins. And it's unfortunate because I think he has a lot of talent. Well, I'm going to throw a riff in that. It's just not, it's just not amounting to anything um, <laughs> at this point. I'm going to throw a riff in that. I know Rick's seen it too. I know you've seen it, right? <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the Dolphins must have believed what you believe because they about to do I saw they got the Watson the deal with the show. Yeah, they got Yeah, Watson they supposed to be closing that on. this week. Yeah, so yeah. he was supposed to land in Washington on a three-team deal. So two is supposed to be shipped to Washington. Um, and Deshaun's supposed to be with the Dolphins before the end of the week, but they definitely said before November the second they're supposed to be closing that deal out. So you so you said I didn't I didn't know it was a three-team deal. So you said to uh Tonga to um Washington. To Washington. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a terrible situation for that kid, man. That's even worse. <laughs> Hey, your real talk some good to Washington, he'll be he'll be selling mumbo sauce in, in a year and a half. <laughs> For real. So I ain't gonna hold you on that. But that that's what it is, man. Hopefully, uh, if that does go through, Watson can bounce back. I don't know if he has to go through a, a formal league review or anything of that nature, if he'll if he'll be suspended for any kind of conduct, anything like that. But um I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in land in a new spot where he can actually get some some time because over the summer that's where they were talking about him going anyway yeah. so it's yeah. odd to see that actually coming to life now if that does happen that's what it is though that's what it is um so what as we uh still talking about the nfl what game coming up this week are you looking forward to coach jones what game are the, what game are you looking forward to on this upcoming week let me check my notes uh I like how Coach we, Jones we came already notes. in week seven, man. We in week seven already. That's crazy. <laughs> Coach Rick got notes too. Oh, everybody got notes. I got to step my game up. Yeah. <laughs> well, since Rick already got his notes out, what, what game you looking forward to, Rick? We'll come back to you, Coach Jones. I'm going to go with Cincinnati and um, Baltimore. Same. Mm, mm. That's, that's going to be a good game. I think Cincinnati, they don't have like a – a legit defense, but like they they pretty decent. I want to see how uh Joe Barrow go up against the Ravens because nah, that's real, that's real. And it's gonna be in a t- they in Baltimore, I believe. So, um, uh, that's a tough atmosphere for real, uh, for the kid. Uh, primetime game gonna be on CBS, so that should be a good one. Um, coming off a uh, coming off this week, uh, solid game for both for both for both squads overall. So, that's what it is. Solid pick, solid pick. What about you, Coach Jones? What, what's your Upcoming week, what's your pick of the week or game of the week, rather? Uh, Kansas, Kansas and Tennessee, man. Mm. Like, I think, like, that's I think that's a show me game for Tennessee. I mean, for Kansas City, go see mm. if y'all for real or y'all done fell off, done fell about mid pack. Yeah, they, they struggling right now, man. The Chiefs they, definitely struggling. They're struggling. They're deep. They're great. They they can't run the ball. And when you when you want the bench, you're tough. It's, it's yeah. tough. To play in the NFL. 
No, I feel it. And I, I love to see the Chiefs lose. So anytime they lose, I'm happy. So I, I'll take I'll take that one. Yeah, shout out to your boys too, you know, for that for that win uh this weekend. Bounce back, I, man. We we I, had to have that one. Yeah, we had yeah. to have that one. I I know I know Coach Rick had all the jokes fired, ready to fire up tonight if my boys would have lost. So that's what it is, man. I'm telling you, man, God, God is a, a Las Vegas Raiders, Raiders fan, real talk. Real talk. <laughs> He definitely ain't a Falcons fan, that's for certain. Yeah, he done with y'all boys. Man. He, he said he said Atlanta is Sodom and Gomorrah, man. It's too much going on in the A, man. Too much going on in the A. What about you, Mel B? What's your what's your game of the week coming up, man? Uh no, I'm with Rick on this one. I had picked the uh, Bengals Ravens game as well. I feel like the Bengals are a better team than I think a lot of people expected, you know, probably other than them, you know, being in the locker room. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see how you know the game is gonna fare for them. <clears throat> that's what it is man for me i'm gonna ride with the squad man we we got the eagles this week that's a trap game trash um you, you know how that goes so I, i'm riding with with uh my boys this week hopefully we can get another one we back home so it should be a good showing um with hurts uh coming to to the west coast but we'll see uh you never know with, with some of these squads that we should be beating handily it just don't happen that way so we'll see what um our interim coach can do um at his se- second week at the helm so uh my boy's still balling car is still balling out of control so we'll, we'll, we'll see uh what, what the boys put up but one thing that's surprising to me about my squad um and then i'll ask you all individually about your teams um jacobs is struggling this year man he cannot run the pill at all and that is very surprising to me i don't know if, if he's still dealing with that high ankle sprain or what but um Giving having him on the field is almost a liability because again, like Coach Jones stated, we become one dimensional because we want to give him his touches, but he just ain't producing it all. Man, I think he's averaging like what two point five a carry or something like that. Man, it's terrible. Man, get him up out of there. Get other kid a chance to run the rock a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see. But we'll go, we'll go to you, Coach Jones. Uh, your squad. You know what I mean? Them boys pull one out. So what 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 player stands out to you other than Diggs? Because I know you're about to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I, I think that CD Lamb is slowly becoming mm. the definitely the next big thing on our team. He might be that next big receiver in the league. You know, he's mm. he might step into that category with you know Devontae Adams and the Tyreek Hills because he's just he's he's super consistent and yeah. and and he makes plays, man, and he makes. And uh, so, like, I'm, I'm re- I am really like his game. And I think, you know, it's just – that's house money. You know, we got him and didn't even, won't even try to get and then Right. You know, no, that's real. That's real. Yeah. No, nah, he, he, balled, he balling out right now. And a good thing that you can see um, coming into year two for him, his route tree. His routes are oh, just uh, crisp. And he catches the field every chance he gets. Yeah. So, you can tell when a receiver is really putting in – working the offseason with the little things, his footwork, his hand placement, where he catching the ball, all those kinds of things. So uh, and, and, I, I, I agree with that. He balling right now. And I think and I think a big part of that of his game being good is Amari Cooper, because Amari mm-hmm. Cooper super fundamental. And I think yeah. learning from him, you know, he didn't kind of taught that boy to take his job. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's like, what it is. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And I'm about five years younger than you. Let me show you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
So yeah. since, since since you and Coach Rick repping the same squad, what about you, Coach Rick? Other other than Diggs, I don't want to hear that Diggs talk. Hey, right hey, look, I got some other people. I got some other people. <laughs> well, well, let the people know, man. Let the people know. I'm gonna go with Randy Gregory, and I'm gonna go yeah. with Mike. Okay. Both of them on the defense, they doing well. Other than Diggs, like they getting pressure. You can really put Parsons anywhere on the defense. You can probably put him at safety, and he'll play good. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's real. Gregory is balling coming off that edge too, man. He gave this past week a lot of pressure. Yeah, just, um, Patriots couldn't handle him at all. And I saw I saw one play where um, I, I don't know if he he got the sack or it was a a, a hurry. Um, just his again hand placement. Offensive lineman couldn't touch the man. He grabbed all up in his wrist. Yeah. Just pancaked him. Ran right back into the quarterback. I mean, those and those are the little things that you just do not see on a regular basis um, in some, at some levels, but that's what, you know, separates good from great. So I, I agree with yeah. that, man. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, what about you, Mel? I know your boy is struggling. Y'all didn't, y'all um, had an off bye week this week, I believe, right? Yeah. I, and thankfully we did. Uh, I've been tired <laughs> so y'all got to win. Y'all got to win this week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we do got to win this week and we went into the bye week with a win, but we played against the jets. Uh, so I don't count uh, those type of wins for anything. So, mm-hmm. You know, interestri- interestingly enough, I tell this story every chance I get that uh, when the draft happened uh, a year or two ago, when Diggs was available, I was at the house screaming for Atlanta to take Diggs. Right. I wanted us to take Diggs and we went in a different direction. And I remember screaming about it. <clears throat> not that A.J. Terrell is not a good cornerback, is that when you got a chance to get somebody that's like 6'2", 200, got the speed, got the hands, you got to jump on that. You got to take that. Right. And I hate that right. Atlanta likes to drive based on our scheme yeah. instead of being, you know, and I, I, I'm not a Dallas fan, but I respect that they, you know, draft off a of best player available and not necessarily off of, you know, what the scheme is. You know, it's right. hard to win games right. without talent. So after scheme, take the best player that's available sometimes. Um, so mm-hmm. outside of that, exciting player for me this year that I'm really surprised with, Cordell Patterson, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's pretty much our entire offense right now. <laughs> He's running the ball, catching the ball, <laughs> kick yeah, return, yeah. pump return, field goal, <laughs> extra point. You know, don't nobody else seem to be scoring but him. And he'll uh, kick and the then, ball too. I think last year, yeah, he kick an extra point or something like that. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> he get to it. He get to it. So Cordell Patterson for sure on the feel, defensive man. side. Yeah. On the defensive side, I'm going to go with Dante Fowler. Uh, I think he's finally showcasing that he's worth the money. Like, I think he struggled uh, – like the last two years in this, I don't know if it was a system or what, but right. you know, this year you're getting pressure on the quarterback, got a few sacks. I ain't got nothing to say about none of the DBs. We like seven games into the season. We only got one interception on the whole season. Terrible. So and ain't nothing to talk seven about. By it's seven and by itself. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say about that, but I really wish that Atlanta would just, you know, go straight into rebuilding mode, like stop playing games that like we, we have no shot at winning the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like take the necessary nah, steps, right. move on what we need to move on and start looking ahead, and we're not doing that right now. So hopefully And it also it shows that at the time that the head coach won the issue because he in Dallas and got them boys right Winning. on the defensive Winning. side of the ball. So <laughs> Winning. And, and that's the funny part, too, from what you stated, because if he's the D.C. in Dallas and they draft Diggs, why not draft him when he the H.C. in Atlanta? Which, I mean, it, it just it don't, it don't make sense. Make no sense. <laughs> no sense. Make no sense at all, but that's what it is, man. Solid weekend review from the NFL um, lens, and we're excited to go into to week seven. 
Um, I, I do think we got a, a solid lineup this week. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Ravens do, um, low key. Uh, but yeah, we, we got we got some solid games coming up. So as we still having this football talk, we go transition to college football, man, and we go kick off with you, Rick. What was your game of the week from the college lens? From the college lens. I'm gonna go with LSU. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna go with LSU beating Florida because gotcha. Florida, Florida shouldn't have lost that game, but LSU came to play. No, nah, that's real. News they got from about the head coaching up coaching next year, so that was big for them to get that win. And but I'm did you see his buyout though? Do you see how much he getting on his buyout? <laughs> No, I actually didn't see that far. It's like 16.1 mil, man. Yeah. So, oh, my. So either way, uh, Coach, good. Coach O will oh, be all right. It, and that, that, that's what it is, yo. Coach O will be all right. You see, but you see how fast people move on from you. You One year removed from a national championship, and now whatever you're doing, not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like you SEC was just a football, champion. yo. SEC football is, is, is win, win or nothing, yo. And that's just what it is. But I, no, I, I agree with you, um, Rick. They definitely showed out and played um, for Coach with his announcement that, you know, he was transitioning. And the crazy thing is he don't really have a lot of years of head coaching experience and he already, you know what I mean? Transitioning. So I think that that's uh shout out to him for, for, you know, solidifying the, the bag. Um, but the opportunity that he's already won a chip um, and now he going out like this, it, it shows what, what SEC football is and what people expect of it. So that's, that's real. <laughs> I don't like that. They push them out like that. No, nah, I feel it. Then you're going to bring in somebody, the resume that he got, and then you got to pretty much start all over. You yeah. Know? That's crazy. No, nah, that's real. That's real. But that that's the college landscape that we deal with. You know what I mean? That, that's just how it go. Because, I mean, honestly, um, you look up and you never know where a coach or players may land on the college uh, side at this point, so I, I agree with that. But that was definitely a, a a solid game and a game that was hot. It was very action packed because Florida had ample opportunities to win that game. So for LSU to pull it out the way they did, that was solid. What about you, Coach Jones? What what get what college game um, jumped out at you this past week? Oh, I'm gonna, let me put this out there real fast, and I'm gonna get on that. Watch um, Hugh Freeze and Liberty at the LSU. Mm. Mm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know because I can he, see them going after him. He was, he was, yeah, he, he was, he started in the SEC. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even after last year, they was, there was some rumblings about him going yeah. back. So, yeah, yeah now nah, I feel that. I feel hey, Liberty that. Liberty going to have and, to drop a bag. I'm going to circle back around, circle back around to that point too, Coach Jones. But, but give us your, your game of the week. Give us your game of the week this past week. It was Purdue, man. Purdue beating the uh, like, uh-huh. like, like, I won't really sold on Iowa at number two anyway. But it, you know, it it just it sets the stage for Alabama. Like, you know, Alabama just sitting back looking pretty. You know, we Yo, just took. A- I, and- I said the same thing last week. Rick, Rick, know what time it is. I told I told the people last week. I said, look, I'm, I'm walking in my discernment. You know, what I mean, I ain't been in church in a while, but I'm walking in. It. I said Iowa go. They go drop the bag, man. They go drop the bag. And that's exactly what My happened. man threw four interceptions, though, man. He threw four interceptions. You can't do that. And they yeah. still don't lost by 17. I'm disappointed. Yeah. 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 I called that thing, too. I called yeah. it. I said, I was going to drop the, They going to lose this game. So, no, that that's solid. Yeah. Solid uh, solid yeah. uh, pickup this past week. Solid pick. 
Solid pick. What about you, Mel B? What was your game of the week from this past week? Uh, well, I got a tie for game of the week. First, I'm going to start off with my Georgia Bulldogs for knocking off Kentucky. Uh, we looking man, good this on, year. This my only hope. This my only hope. Kentucky, come on. This my this this my only hope for a championship this year. The Georgia Bulldogs. Our defense looking good. Uh, so hopefully we stay that way. But I'm just saying we keep knocking off these ranked top ranked teams. You know, so I'm starting with that. But the other game of the week was obviously Purdue beating uh Iowa. My great granddaddy graduated from Purdue, so. Go Boilermakers and yeah, shout uh, out the great granddaddy. We go great granddaddy, baby. Great granddaddy, man. Great granddaddy. So yeah, definitely, definitely the game of the week. And Purdue was on on uh, social talking cash trash after the uh, game, talking about oh, we beat the number course, two out of hours. So I mean, yeah. that's just what it is. That's what it is. But no, I I, I rock with uh, everything y'all y'all stated. For me, the the winner of the week was Oklahoma State. I think they got it. I think they putting some things together. Um, Oklahoma State, uh, although Texas has dropped two in a row that they should have clearly won. But uh, but definitely Oklahoma State bouncing back, winning. Um, definitely we all we last week we all called a Georgia game. I mean, I don't even know how Kentucky was ranked 12 in the nation. Um, but it's also good to see Texas AM. Um, they didn't get trapped into the game against Missouri. So I think that that was a solid win uh, for Texas AM as well. But we might as well throw the rankings out the window for college football because at the end of the day, yeah, I'm going to sure. tell y'all, Alabama going to be in that college football playoff. They, yeah, they, they are. Not- yeah, they are. <laughs> Which is trash. That's right, trash. I'm trying to figure out how a team that's undefeated is three stages behind a team that already <laughs> took an L. It don't make I'm no sense. I'm telling you, bro, they going to be in that top four. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. I'm telling you. Yeah. Watch what I say. Watch what they I say. Lose five and, and, still- and they don't. And it don't matter what happens. If everybody is undefeated and Alabama lose and they drop, then the five teams in front of them will all lose before the playoffs. <laughs> Alabama can be the 25th ranked team in the nation and they are still putting them in a the playoff. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you ain't if you ain't been in Atlanta during um for an SEC game, an SEC championship game, Alabama is all you go see. Real talk. That's what it is. It's a sea of red, Alabama. That's what it is, yo. Hey, so. well, the only the only hope I got that Bama not in that playoff is that when we play them in the SEC championship, we win. Because then if they got two L's, it'll be more of a go, That's the only way. Because if we if we play if we play them in the SEC championship and lose, and the one and the one and one conversation come out again, they're gonna be right back in there. Yep. So as, as we as we still chop it up around the college football, how y'all feel about Cincinnati though? Starting with you, Coach Rick, how you feel about Cincinnati? I can say I'm sold on it. Yeah, the schedule not all that great, but they they hit man in these teams like like they just beat they won fifty six to twenty one or something like that. Uh, yeah, they just beat UCF. Yeah, they beat UCF yeah, this past so week. They, I, I like Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't get there compete with the big dogs, but I I like right. them. They, <laughs> yeah, I like them. What what about you, Coach Jones? How you feel about Cincinnati from from seeing this this style of play and how they winning right now? Like they 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 do it the right way, man. And it seems mm-hmm. like it's, it's it's I like watching them play because it's just it reminds me of like just a high school team because it's just right. like the, the system is in everybody's bought in, everybody's grinding, everybody. It's just like a big brotherhood out there, and they just they just riding riding the wave, man. So I feel I, it. Yeah, so I, feel I they, like they winning. They they winning how they should win. They winning yeah. how they should win. I think, I think one thing that may one thing that may hinder them, um, and I'll let you hop back in on your point, 
is that their signature win is so early in the season. We got a lot of season left. And we know it's a, it's a what have you done for me lately type of, of vibe in, in the college football ranks. So how you feel about that? Do you think even if they went out, that they'll still be in that mix? I, I think if they went out, I think their best their best answer is maybe five. I still I still got them five. probably on the side looking in. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's yeah, tough. and it's tough, but it's just, you know, when it comes down to strength of schedule and you got – you know, in Alabama and Georgia and them them cats, they they battling every week, and then you got directional Illinois. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they playing ECPI Tech on, on the last game of the season. <laughs> no, nah, that's real. That's real. Come on, hop in here, Mel B. How you feel about Cincinnati, man? You think they're gonna be in the mix at the end of the year? Well, they're currently sitting at two right now. I just checked. So I think if they can win out, I mean, looking at the schedule, looking at who they got to play, uh, as long as they don't fumble the bag on their own, you know, they should be able to finish out the season undefeated. I will say that I think that uh, Desmond Ritter is making making a, a strong case for why he's one of the top quarterbacks entering the uh, draft next year. Uh, oh, he's looking really Absolutely. good. You know what I'm saying? Slinging the rock, protecting the ball, stuff like that, leading his team. So I, I'm surprised. I'm actually – this college season, I think, has probably been one of the more exciting in a while because a lot of teams that are usually not in the discussion are in the discussion and games that you've been expecting certain teams to win, they've been losing. So it kind of feels a little bit like March Madness in a sense, you know, every Saturday because mm-hmm. you don't know really who's going to come out on top of these games. So I think that's what's been making it most exciting for me. I dig it. I dig it. We'll rock with that. And before we close out this segment on college football, we will have a brief conversation around the ACC since we are in ACC country, regardless of the states that we live in. So who we think taking the ACC title, man, starting with you, Coach Rick, and I know it ain't going to be the who's. So tell the people the real deal. Who you think will take the ACC, man? Wahoo wah. I'm going to go with either Wake Forest or Pittsburgh. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Well, I, I'm gonna kick it to you like this. I, I, I live in the the triad, and I ain't even a believer in Wake, so I, I don't know if they go shake it out at the end of the year. But I do like Pittsburgh, as as you all know. Last week, I called a Pits, that Pittsburgh was gonna beat my boys, um, and they did go to Lane, and they beat them down handily. But uh, Pittsburgh looked good. I, I think that their quarterback, um, he's another guy that's gonna be in the mix. In, in NFL conversations when the draft comes around. But I think I think the ACC, the two teams that you did throw out there have a solid chance, um, Coach Rick. So that, that that's real. I respect that. What about you, Mel B? I, I still think it's up in the air, man. I don't know if we could really – I know Clemson been struggling a little bit. I don't know if we can count them out yet as far as, like, ACC, you know, taking it or whatever. But uh, I really feel like it's going to come down to one of these North Carolina teams. A low key, uh, Wake so looking good. NC State. State. No, I mean like, well, because like Wake looking good, and you know, NC State only one game behind that. You know, and right. they had a big win early with the upset. So you know, so both of them looking pretty good. I feel like if it come down to it, unless you know Wake fumble the bag, you know, I feel like one of them two gonna end up on top. I feel that. I feel that. Coach Jones, you want to chime in on it? What ACC squad are you thinking, man? Uh if it ain't my who's making a run for it, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna say I'm gonna probably say NC State. Like I just, yeah, NC State. They're they're, they're pretty solid. Good. They're a pretty solid football team, man. And they they, you know, they ain't go 
win a whole lot of prizes, you know what I'm saying, on looks, but like they just yeah. they kind of gritty. They just look yeah. like they just just get it done. Get it done. That's what it is. That's what it is. Ask so college about <laughs> What'd you say, Coach Rick? Tell the people again. Ask Boston College about NC. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 No, nah, that that's definitely that's definitely what it is. Cause and one and talking about NC State, um, they're learning how to score the ball, man. At, at the beginning of the year, they had some sh- real struggles. They were kicking field goals and not scoring touchdowns, but now they're putting up some numbers, um, scoring touchdowns, and that that's the name of the game. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely see how it shakes out. Although the ACC is quote unquote having a down year, it's good seeing some of the the teams that you normally don't see in the conversation winning these uh, conference games and how they are going about doing it. So, um, but back to the, uh, the other point that you made, um, Coach Jones, and, and how the, the coaching uh, dynamic is shifting. Uh, do you think that Freeze is going to end up transitioning from Liberty? Or what, what's your prediction with that? Oh, yeah, I think he's done after this year. After that law, after that egg they laid <laughs> yeah. uh, this, this, this weekend, I just – he, he – He's getting the talent at Liberty, but he ain't getting the talent like he could get at LSU. You oh, know, for so, sure. For sure. So, yeah. so they, so you know, they gonna compete and they gonna make some noise and they gonna break into the top twenty-five. But like, they, you know, I don't see them competing for a national championship. And I, you know, I work at Liberty, love Liberty, but I yeah, just yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's why, like, you know, me and me and one of the guys working in the athletic office office we was having this conversation and he was like man it's funny you say that and that's all he yeah. left it at that so like right. i don't know right. if they heard rumblings or whatever but like, but i was like you know the information just it just came you know they they got they got beat pretty good and then all of a sudden Ultron, he's leaving and yeah you yeah, freeze yeah. yeah it's a it's a yeah, pathway yeah. it's a pathway but the, yeah. and that's the thing that i don't i don't know how to coin it if it's a systematic thing if it's a, just a coaching tree situation but we know that he kind of had a fall from grace a couple years ago he comes to liberty <laughs> bounce back you know what I mean? and he, he gonna be right back right back in the in the in the power five conversation in no time so it's amazing how that goes down it could also be a business decision because his quarterback he done after this year rebuild anyway so it could just be hey now it's time to to make that move. So I I, I respect it, but I, I do believe that he's probably gonna hang it up at LU and and find a, a bigger uh pond to land in in this offseason. So so that's what it is, man. That's what it is. So we all know NBA kicking off. So shout out, we're gonna kick this thing off. Shout out to the Chicago Sky for winning the WNBA championship, Candace Parker doing her thing and all of that. But this NBA conversation, man. How do y'all feel? Or let's first of all, let's let it be known. Start with you, Mel B. What we know you ride with Chicago Bulls, I believe that's your squad, right? Ain't that what you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how do you think from since the kickoff last night, seeing the Bucks, how you think your boys go fair in the East, seeing what the Bucks put back out there last night? Hey, I didn't say we was gonna, you know, end up in the finals <laughs> or nothing like that. I'm just saying that that was my squad. We were talking about squads, I said, you know, this is what I'm rocking with. This who I'm with. <laughs> I ain't I ain't bandwagoning. I ain't waiting to the playoffs to jump on that. I'm sad I'm with the rocking with the Bulls. I like a lot of what we have going on with our team. You know, we definitely look a lot more skilled than we have in the past. There's a lot of upside, you know, to the player that we added to different pieces. I still don't see us in the finals. I still feel like, you know, the Bucks until you know they get knocked off right at the top of the discussion. They look like, 
you know, they picked up where they left off, you know, the other right. night, the way they came out, Giannis picked up a jump shot in the off season, definitely does a lot of things differently, you know, for that offense. I still think that, you know, Brooklyn can pull it out once they get their stuff under control. I think they had a game plan expecting Kyrie to be there and with all this stuff around him. Now they got to, you know, figure out a new process, a new lineup and stuff like that. So I still Bucks and Nets, really, honestly, right. is like the it. only two teams that I see ending up in the finals this year. I feel it. I feel it. What What about you, Coach Rick? Going to you. Rick, tell the people who your squad is again. Say it with your chest, and then tell us how you feel about. <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you feel about the NBA kickoff, man. My boys are Sixers, man. Right now, we gonna talk about them boys in just a minute. We gonna talk about man. I like I like what we got. So we gonna we'll see what what happens between now and June. For okay. I dig, I dig. We're going to circle back around to your squad here in just a minute. What about you, Coach Jones? Tell the people who your squad is since you didn't get a chance to chime in last week and who you rocking with uh, NBA. Die hard all my life. New York Knicks, baby. Ah, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, they they okay. getting smacked right now as we speak. So that's, what <laughs> that's what it is. Although oh, no. I do like some of the moves that they made in the offseason, um, I think that They'll be in the conversation, but we 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 all know that yeah, the, we, the we Knickerbockers ain't go. We're going to hang out in the middle of the pack, man. That's what, like I said, that's a win for us, man. <laughs> middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, shout out to Spike Lee, though. The, his outfit was clean tonight, courtside. So shout out to Spike Lee uh, and the boy, the, the, the New York Knickerbockers. But going back to you, Coach Rick, what's the deal with Ben Simmons, man? What, what y'all going to do with that, man? Yo, what's, what's going on? For me, I... I I think he really don't want to be there. And the only reason he came back was because of the money situation, which he already lost uh, 1.4 mil. Right. Because he missed four games. So I feel like that's the only reason he came back. And he just trying to get some games up under his belt so he can get a, his um, resume together to get. I dig it. So put, 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 your, put your general manager hat on for a minute. Um, if you are another squad looking into this, are you going to even give him a shot? Are you going to even trade for him or anything of that nature? What you going to do as a GM? I wouldn't, but if I'm sixes, I'll trade him. I'll trade him somewhere. Shit. Gotcha. I got you. <laughs> but, but do you think you'll get the return on investment, though? That's the thing, because, I mean, we know yeah, NBA is all about potential. I get a top player, though. Gotcha. With Ben, yeah, we know he can't shoot, but he's a hell of a defensive player. So Fact. I'm not getting something good back in return, then, though. But right. I also think, just my opinion, I think it'll be hard to move him unless you package him with like Therese, Maxi. Mm. I think if you package him with it, it'll probably move a little bit better. But that's just my opinion. Now I feel that. Yeah. I feel it. But the tough part is that that's the future. Because if you package yeah. Maxi with him, then you definitely taking a hit. You losing out on that deal. That's Low the only key. way the trade is going to work to actually. Right get a, a, a big time player that's in there. You won't get something back with it, but yeah, like Maxine, like he gonna be he gonna be good. No, nah, I feel that. I feel that I agree. I agree. I, I don't Go know ahead, if Coach I, Jones hop in there. Yeah, I don't know if I would get rid of Maxie. You know, I think I think you could trade Ben Simmons and get value in like two or three bench players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Provides provide you some depth. Maybe not another big star. But somebody that maybe 
two, 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 maybe three guys that can help you out as role players, and then maybe come midseason you can package them with something, right? Something bigger, you know, moving. Yeah. No, I respect that. I respect that. I, th- I think that might be another route to consider because, I mean, what, what's so surprising to me, and Mel B, hop in after I make this quick statement, has Doc lost the control of the locker room? And we know how kind of the coaching style that Doc Rivers has, but I've never seen him have this kind of turmoil with this caliber player other than like a Blake Griffin, but we know Blake has his deficiencies in his game, but someone of this magnitude um just not rocking with the coach and the team at all so how you feel about that melby you think doc has lost the locker room or, or what the deal is with that i'm gonna throw throw this out there and say that i don't know if he if he's ever had control of any locker room of any team that he's ever coached because mm. i can't think of a team that he's never had an issue with at least one player or one superstar on that team where there's some sort of issue where someone wants to leave or he has to be the one to depart or something like that i just think that no matter what organization he's been with, there's always been some sort of stigma around him and his leadership with the players in the locker room and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know. I still think, you know, Ben is maybe being a little bit of a brat through the situation, but sometimes people, you know, do what they got to do to get to where they want to go and they feel how they feel. Uh, But I think it's bigger than just Doc Rivers. I think it's more so the personal comments that have just been made about him publicly from some of the other superstars on the team, you know, that he's, she had a locker room with, you know, and they speaking negatively about him. And I think it just changes taste for wanting to be there. I feel it. But at the end of the day, I mean, you in the public eye, you get paid millions to play a kid's game. So you go take some, some backlash if you're not shooting a rock. Like that's the name of the game. Put the rock in the yeah. hole. Yeah. They, they just said some stuff, but I, well, everything I've seen, ain't none of them been a lie. <laughs> that's true. That's, yeah, hey, that's true though. That's true. That's what I'm saying. And, and we know, look, let, let, let's just be real. Shout out to, to the Philly fans, but we know whether it's football, basketball, track, dice, bone, whatever. <laughs> Philly fans will have an issue with it if you ain't winning, bro. So <laughs> let's just call it what it is when it comes to that. Um, so I, I, I don't know if he has the mental toughness to to really be in a, a place like Philly long term, but we'll see where the kid lands. I, obviously, I'm not knocking nobody and I ain't in nobody's pockets, but once them coins stop coming in, you know you got to make a decision. So that that's that's really, really what it is. Uh, but coming back to you, Mel B, talking about um, the bag and the situations that's going on in the league, what's your take on this Kyrie stuff, man? What, what would you do? What, what's, what's your take on this Kyrie situation? If I was Kyrie personally or the league? Both. Because <laughs> if I was Kyrie, I would have probably got the vaccination a long time ago and just kept it moving. Right. You know, I, I ain't. I mean, other than my family, I ain't got no requirements, work requirements, nothing to get the vaccine. But when, you know, they was talking about it, I was like, I'm trying to go back outside. I was tired of right. being inside. Right. I was like, this is what I got to do to go outside. <laughs> so I, <laughs> sign me up. And I, and I remember back then when they first opened it, you could only get it if you was like a frontline worker or a teacher, something like that. I yeah. went up to Walgreens and told them I was a janitor at the school so I could get on the uh, wait list. <laughs> they asked me for no idea, nothing. So... You know, I just went on ahead and got my got my little. Let, drink. let me find out uh, you finessing for the for the scene, man. You finessing for the scene. Look, at least I ain't buy a fake card though. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying I would get it. I I completely understand. You know, being a man and having your principles and standing on you know what you believe and what you feel because I I definitely do that all the time. You know, no matter how small it is. So I feel them on that. Um, it's just that when you becoming more of a distraction than you are, you know, beneficial to the squad. 
you know, I feel like if you're not going to play, if you're not going to do what's necessary, you know, they're not going to change their mind about it. Either get the vaccine and play or, you know, take a step back and get out the way, get the narrative, you know, the team trying to win the championship. I dig it. I dig it. What about you, Coach Rick? I agree with Mel. I mean, at the end of the day, it's either you're going to play or you're not going to play. I just think, I mean, at this point, he he should just go ahead and retire because – Kyrie always been that type of person. Like he gonna speak his mind. He might say some crazy stuff, but he just gonna say what he gonna say at the end of the day. And that's real, what, man. And, and for like, wrap up with you, Coach Jones, how you feel about it, man? Yeah, I, yeah. I just tag on to what they said. Like I just every it's always something with Kyrie. Like right. so, I just I, like you know, last year he was having an issue. Does you know? It's just. It's just always something. So to me, I just don't think he is passionate enough about playing basketball in the NBA to warrant the money that he's making. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, then he's leaving KD on the hook. You know, all of them kind of linked up and did this thing together. And now, right, right. you know, and then last year it was, you know, he would miss five or six games here, five or six games there. And it's so, you know, if, if he wants to be a philanthropist or whatever and go out and do his thing or whatever, then go do that. But, like, you can't expect to get that check from basketball to do all of that if you ain't going to be playing basketball. No, that's real, man. That's real. And I I, I concur with um, everybody has stated. It does show a lens of um, principle as well as selfishness because at the end of the day, you are, in a, you are on a team and we all know if you're not – holding your own on a team, the whole thing can't function accordingly. So, you know, we, we have all coached at some level before. And what do we tell our kids? You know what I mean? When they're, when they're playing on a team, you step up to do what you need to do for your brothers. So that is when you are being seen and when you're not being seen. So I, I, I have empathy for him in the decisions that he has made, but I do think large scheme of things, it's not going to pan out well for him, um, i.e. from the financial standpoint, from the endorsement standpoint, and just from being in the public eye standpoint. Um, you know, even some of these loose comparisons, I heard some folks trying to compare him to Muhammad Ali. He's nowhere near uh, in comparison to what Muhammad Ali gave up and standing on those principles compared to what he's navigating right now. So I, I, I really think that it's going to be interesting how it pans out. I think Stephen A. Smith said today that Kyrie probably go chill out to after the holidays then he gonna show up um, to try to play. At that point, cut him from the team. Oh, get rid of him. I mean, that, that's just what it is. But we'll we'll see how it pans out. But it's an evolving situation for sure with uh, with the Nets, and they didn't look good last night at all, in my opinion. I'll let I'll let you all chime in on that. Starting with you, Coach Rick. But to me, the Nets looked terrible last night. What about you? Did you if you saw the game? Yeah, they're not gonna do too much without Kyrie. I don't feel like they're gonna be a contender. So the way I'm looking at it now, I know it's game, well, now it's game two of 81, but it's either going to be the Bucks or my Sixers in the finals. Mm. Say that again. Run that, run that by <laughs> me. <laughs> That's just how I feel. I mean, we had chances to get there last year and we fumbled, but I feel like if we can – resolve this being Simmons thing somehow and keep them on the team. I feel like we got a chance to beat the Bucks. Yeah, that's the only way I, I see y'all that. making the I finals. That. Yeah, that's the only way I see the Sixers making the finals. If they can mend this situation with Ben Simmons and bring him back, that's the only way I can see them making the finals. But if Ben walk, I don't see it happening. 
let y'all get Dame Little or something. Right. He ain't <laughs> leaving. Uh, he ain't I don't leaving. Know how they do he just that. said that. But yeah. then we'll be giving up just the offense, and then we'll be losing defense too. So it's, it's. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind having them, but I I like being Simmons on defense though. No, I agree. I, I think I think that's a very unpopular opinion though, Rick. Because I, I I stand with you on that. Ben Simmons does more. That this, that's not on the stat line that you don't see at the end of the game. You know, what I mean, from the facilitation, from the defensive end, he long is I don't know what, and those are things that you can't teach. I had a coach tell me back in the day two things you can't teach: length and speed. So at the end of the day, if you got that, you will always have a shot for sure. So so that's definitely uh, definitely what it is, man. But I thank y'all boys for the rich conversation tonight as we talked about NFL, college football, uh, NBA. We go transition to our closing our closeout for the night. So Coach Rick, are you ready to get the people their their verse for the week? Are you ready to get the people their verse for the week? Yeah, I'm just going to give them some like- Go know. ahead, hit the people with, with what they want, man. Hit the people. All right, tonight I'm going to go with, don't get caught up into the moment. Just stick to your your guns, man. Don't, don't get caught up in the spotlight and all that. Just do your thing, be yourself. I dig it, man, I dig it. Be yourself. Don't get caught up in the mess. Don't get caught up in the mess. Mel B, it's on you, man. What's the last word for the people? Uh, last word for the people, I'm going to say be in control of your environment. I mean, too many people out here being thermometers instead of instead of thermostats. Mm. And what I mean by that is thermometers read temperature, take temperature. So basically, whatever the way the wind carried the thermometer, that's the way the thermometer going. The thermostat said, no matter what the weather like outside, this is what I'm setting myself at. So you know, Amen. learn how to be thermostats, less thermometers. That's what it is. That comes from the book of downtown Melvin Brown, chapter one, <laughs> verse two. That's what it is. Chapter one, verse two. On you, Coach Jones. What you got for the people, man? Just passion, man. Whatever you do, man, do it with passion and fire. Like, a lot of these kids that we coaching and stuff like that, it's just like they just kind of walking through it. They just, you know, school, everything. So, like, just do it, do it with passion, do it with some fire and see what's and you know, it might work out for you in the end, but you know, you, you can't half-ass through everything. That's <laughs> real, man. That's real. Got to be accountable. You got to take ownership of, some, of how you yeah. process and how you navigate this thing, yeah. man. That's real. I'm going to leave the people with this, man, as we close out. In life, you can't peek, peek at the hands that you dealt. You got to play uh, with the hands or the cards that you're given. So in life, you cannot peek at the hand that you're dealt. You have to play the cards that you're given. So at the end of the day, regardless of what you're dealing with, regardless of what you try to navigate, try to find some positivity in that. Be very optimistic rather than pessimistic and apply that to your day-to-day -day functionality. So stay up and do what you need to do um, to see the results that you want to see, regardless of the hand that you're dealt. So again, we thank you, boys for the rich conversation tonight, man. Another episode for the people. Shout out to Coach Rick. Shout out to Coach Jones and downtown Melvin Brown for joining us tonight for this rich conversation. I enjoy connecting with you brothers every week. It's been another episode of Real Talk with the Old Heads. We'll see you all next week. Stay up. Out of here, fellas. Peace. Get out of here.